Hey everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the Queen of Maine, and you know what? I got my own podcast. Yeah, does everyone have one? Pretty much, but mine's different because I'm going to help you like I help myself. Get Stuffed with Lisa Lampanelli every week is going to teach you how to have the fabulous life that I have. If you don't listen, you're just stupid and don't want to help yourself. So don't even listen. I don't even want you to. But if you do, if you disobey my orders and listen, you can go to feralaudio.com or download it from iTunes. But again, don't listen. I don't even care. Welcome to Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia. I'm Allie. I'm Allie. She's Georgia. <laughs> uh, Allie, what did you learn this week? I learned that you're Allie. <laughs> we're in a, um, as usual, at Slumber Party. We're in a pillow fort in my apartment. It's really hot. Our engineer, Dustin, is in a teepee that is made for six-year-old boys. He has a tiara on this, this week. Everything's great. It's Friday night. We're drinking wine spritzers. And um, I know that the last podcast you listened to... A couple of podcasts have been real sad up in this bitch. Yeah, we got real, real. But this time it's fun and funny. We have fun guests. So it's great. Nobody's breaking up with anyone this time. Nope. We already did that Yay. last time. Um, what did you learn this week, Georgia? This week I learned. You know how I'm obsessed with real death shows? Georgia. True crime shows are like my fucking I know, like. But they're oh, so like bad chicken pot pies to me. They're just like comfort food, right? They're so bad. I know. For and you. I get super depressed and, and shit. And I like get into a rabbit hole of like crazy, like, awful Wikipedia stuff. Well, one of the things I learned about that was. Okay. No, I'm super depressed right now because I've been watching them. What? I, I could tell because we had to drive to Westwood and back and you stared out the window <laughs> sad the entire time. And I was afraid to ask you what was wrong. But do you know who has the same obsession with me? So I think it's like, I feel like it's justified because this woman has the same obsession as I do. Um, Patton Oswalt's wife, yes. Michelle McNamara. No, Michelle McNamara is Patton Oswalt's wife, and she's obsessed with like true crime. D- that does she's, not justify it. It's fine. fine. He's successful. It's fine. No, it hit. Have, uh, having a having a I successful know. husband does um, not justify being obsessed with death and peril. I know, but she's up so so. There's some motorcycles out front. So this week I learned that uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, Michelle McNamara, is obsessed with true crime as well and there's this like serial killer in Los Angeles that was the original Night Stalker who killed people in Irvine which is where I was I'm from in the early 80s and late 70s where my family fucking lived that's I, not I almost make died okay. I learned that I almost died that oh that's a good one okay did he almost serial kill you he almost serial killed he killed me. you 12 times yeah. <laughs> before he was caught weird right well but the, okay but leading back to it the death shows don't make you happy but you do them. Does They're that justify really comforting. it? Why are they comforting? No, no, it's just like you get so sad. Like, I feel like we should introduce Emily Maya Mills. 
Emily Miles who has something to say about this is in our is in our fort. She's here <laughs> for our podcast. She's a comedian. She's um, does Actress, one woman writer, shows. Super funny. Oh, she's so good. She's the one who's always nice to you. At God, shows. she's Shut so up. good. <laughs> Talk to us about death. Because here's the thing: as someone who loves Georgia and spends a lot of time with Georgia, I'm. It's like don't do the death shows. They make you so scared and weird about things and paranoid. And, no, I know. And I know. upset. And so it's like just don't watch them. And she's like, Ugh. I know. But I, know. It's a, I do the, I do the same thing. You look on the ground. Floor, though. That I know. Would take, yeah. That would terrify me. Yeah, but Sorry. I have a barky dog. Oh, that's right. You do. And I also am not scared to punch somebody in the face or hit him with a baseball bat. Guess what? I they don't have a know. Gun, I don't dummy. Yeah, no, I know, but I don't. I, there's something that I've always had. What some, I think growing up in a city where I was like, I learned to out psycho the psycho, and that's mm. how that's my greatest line of defense. It's Aren't kind you of, from Marin? No, I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dog. I mean, yeah, you're tough as shit. I'd be terrified. No, of me, but the dog is super helpful. It's not wise that I'm not more scared. Can I say something about that? Yeah, I grew. I was born in San Francisco. I went to college Ooh, in San Francisco, and right, I went to a lot of goth clubs when I was in San Francisco, mm. and I. I would step over heroin needles. I walked around in the city all hours of the night, never afraid. It wasn't. How until... do you know they were heroin? They could have been insulin. Well, sure. <laughs> it was in the tenderloin. Yes. I'm sure, okay. there were just yeah. a lot of diabetics up in the piece. But it wasn't until I moved to LA, got attacked by two guys with knives, and I started being like, "Oh, this shit's for real." Because oh, when man. I lived in San Francisco, I was like, "It's like it's like the shitty part of Disneyland. It's like yeah. scary land." Where well, because it's, it's so like, tiny. Ooh. Yeah, no, because it's so tiny. But it is urban, I guess. When you're like eight and taking public transit around town, oh. you kind of. Like, you learn fast. You go to, you know. Your parents like, let you take public transit. I don't know what it is, they but like, people, they do yeah. because the muni is so uh, effective and reliable. Well, it's and so, community. It is community. So you but, think people are watching uh, over you. Yeah, but they are also. They'll stab a bitch. They don't care how young They're whipping they're. out a dick and spitting a loogie on you, too. I know. Um, I never was scared in San Francisco. No, but I wasn't either. And I think it's this, the, the, the sort of quaintness of it. But when I moved to LA, I think there's like another. We might have been. Um, not super wise to be Maybe. not scared because it's still an I urban know. environment and everything's just clustered together and it feels cute. Well, you know what I felt but when I lived in San Francisco is that you know the crazy... In L.A., you don't fucking know who's crazy. The guy who's super it's normal also, is yeah. crazy. And it's also sprawling. Yeah. So there are no parameters. It just right. feels like... Like, it, don't, like avoid like you this don't, place. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I know when I go here, I do this and so-and-so has my back. There's yeah. no sense of that. I used to work at the downtown Standard and I would walk outside and I never was ever scared in San Francisco as far as like... Well, I think it's because you just toughen up just enough, you know, I to know. deal with your circumstances. But I would come out of the downtown center with like, I'd pull a coat hanger out <sighs> long wise and then have it with my keys. Like I was just going to, I don't know, hook somebody in the face. <laughs> they but I really abortion. did just to get to my car. Like it was necessary to have that, that sense of, I mean, dads I mean, would be girls, proud. I mean, as girls, yeah, we should be a little terrified. <laughs> Allie, what did you learn this week? I learned that coat hangers can kill someone, <laughs> apparently. Actually, when I got mugged by two guys, a coat hanger wouldn't have helped me. No, I know. You know, it helps you running. Running. Running real fast. But I'm trying to think, um, what did I learn this week? Did you run from them? Yeah, no, two guys, Um, this is the worst opening to a podcast ever. It's I'm the best. Um, okay, I was, let's get real. I was not afraid of anything. <laughs> like, I went to, like, I would go to, like, like goth, like, S&M bondage clubs when I was, like, 16. and be like, I like the music. So I was never afraid in San Francisco of anything. And then in L.A., these two guys mugged me in broad daylight. With, like in Larchmont Village. Like, near, I was walking to Larchmont Village to go to the bank to deposit money, actually. And so I was like, well, they clearly just want my purse. And so I took my purse like a football and just threw it as far as I could. Started running, turned around, memorized her license plate, and then ran to a payphone. 
And then did you get possible them? outcome. Yeah, we had to go to court. And um, oh, you got them. Yeah, they were like seventeen, so they were in trouble for about six months, and then they their records get cleaned at eighteen. But still, um, but it was like I wasn't scared of anything in San Francisco ever, ever. I would walk to my car alone. It didn't even occur to me. Mm-hmm. And then in LA, I'm like, oh. So like watching death shows, it's like there's enough fear. You don't have to make it worse no, for I yourself. Know. I know. It's like a really, really spicy burrito that then you like put ghost pepper chilies on. You but know, it does seem like it seems a little bit elsewhere as far as yeah. like. And there's also something about uh, things being wrapped up a little bit. Yeah, by, it's you not know, even like it's not a being... mugging. It's this person who w- walked out of their house and unexpectedly met this crazy part like thing. It's not like I was in Watts and yeah, I got fucking mugged or like I, you know, it's not like this like right. simple thing. It's this it's like less... where did this person go? There was blood found in this person's truck, so maybe it was that person. I just like the puzzles of the it. psychodynamics of yeah. it like I, I definitely would agree with like it's it, it what makes people tick and brain science and neuroscience is very very much something that is that interests me yeah. and i think like yeah there is a morbidity about it there's also something that i haven't been able to put my finger on where i agree that there's something weirdly comforting i guess it's because i don't know are you looking fear in the face it's like you know it's a little less time spent like Concerning or, yourself with the the fear, the like created fear of the you know anxiety, you like, like, like you know the dark side exists, so you might as well step into it with your whole body and confront yeah. it instead of just being like, "What could happen to me?" It's like, "Oh, this could happen." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that is. Being it. Naive. I don't like horror movies, oddly enough. I, I don't like being movies. scared the, in that I way. Feel like the like. I think arm. I feel like I feel like when I watch those shows, I'm arming myself with something in a way where it's like, well, this will never happen to me because I've seen what happens. It's not even just like I was walking in a dark parking lot and some guy jumped out. It's like, no, this person's like so brother-in-law cute. was like creepy and no one ever trusted him. Yeah. And now he killed this. His. this yeah. Person. I feel like, like I'm hypersensitive to psycho. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. you're training yourself yep. not to yep. trust yep. anyone. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes so yes, fuck. Yes, no, yes. I'm training myself to let per- a person have like a, give me evidence to trust them. No. I'm not just going to trust them off the bat. Which I, I think is fine. Disagree with that though, because I remember George and I were in New Orleans, and uh, and a guy got in the elevator, and oh, I don't, you know, got in some some dumb white guy that looked like he was from Texas, had a you know whatever, and um, it pressed a button, he got out on his floor, and Georgia had been holding her breath the whole time because she was like, oh well, yeah, I pictured him pressing the button to a different floor, taking us to a floor, and then killing us there, and I was like, <laughs> it's two p.m. Yeah, we're in a Holiday Inn. Like I, I would never. Ever think that unwanted thoughts? But what if that's like? What if there's a fifty percent distrust people? But what? Yeah. Okay. So at the same time, though, Allie, if you had gotten on that elevator by yourself, this no. Listen, this guy had gotten off at the same. If if I had gotten off an elevator by myself and someone got the same as me, I would walk a different direction as my hotel room, so they wouldn't know where I'm staying. Yeah, I would would do do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and there's a there's a guy who's now living in my apartment building where I'm like, who's the shuffly bald guy? Why is he keep creeping around? Like, where did he come from? I don't. You know what I mean? They keep fits a profile. He (laughs) does the shuffly bald guy (laughs) building in there. But here's I'll take it to another level. I served on a jury, Mm -hmm. like served on a serial rape case. (gasps) Shut up. That was super crazy all over Hollywood, like right around all of the places that I work. like yeah absolutely oh my god it was crazy and and oddly and this is not this is not about being morbid or taking comfort in like other people's pain it's just about for some reason there was something really gratifying about seeing that case through sure um to the other and 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 sort of learning whatever there was to be learned about the 
What did you learn? Craziness of that experience. Well, that people are fucked up out there. So, so (laughs) that being said, um, it's almost like if you look at if you if you're able to look in the eyes of the um, fractal minority, like the reality of it being that it's not everyone is fucked up out there. It's that some people are, are fucked really, up out there. Really and so you up. are really, really fucked up. And so if you are able to sort of like feel like you could turn around and face that in an alleyway. In some way that is recognizable, but it's never an alley. I feel like that's just the saying, point. I just am like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it feels like we're taking it on. Yeah, I, I think like ar- I feel like I'm arming myself, and it's no, never no, I don't an like alleyway. That. It's like I'm not safe here. It's in broad daylight in the middle of fucking Larchmont. You just don't know when she's gonna. Yeah, happen. but you know what? How many death shows did I watch? Zero. What did I do? I took my purse. I threw it like a football. I ran. I turned around. I memorized the plate, and then I called the cops. Right. I have watched zero death shows. And on some level, I envy you. I mean, I do. Meh. I'd love to be more innocent. The uh, the other thing is, is, can I tell you a funny story about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> some it was large one. People were driving by. I was trying to flag people down to help me mm-hmm. after you know this happened, and no one would stop. And then a guy finally came around the block about five minutes later, ten minutes later, found me. He's like, I'm so sorry. I saw it. I saw the whole thing happen, but I thought it was just a like a film shoot. Oh, and then see, I go through that all the time. And then I'm like, what kind of scream am I hearing right now? Is I it know. a murder scream? So you're supposed to scream fire, right? Or is it a, really? Yeah, people come running when they hear fire, but they don't. Is that a Hollywood thing, though? No. Because it's specific to this place. Well, I don't know about this place, but I've always, always heard that if you're being raped, yell fire. <gasps> Because oh, if you're you being guys. mugged, yell fire because people are like fire you know and what everyone happened, sticks though? their fucking head out the window. I'll tell you the truth though. When you Yes, you haven't heard that? Seriously. You guys are learning so much. If you scream if rape, you yell rape they or like don't. help, everyone hides because everyone because there's this like psychological testing that like everyone thinks someone else is is helping. If right. someone yells it's help and everyone's looking out the window, everyone so everyone is like that person someone must be helping. If you yell fire Everyone's like, oh shit, my fire. Let's all get outside. And everyone runs out to look. You guys are, I hope our listeners are learning so much about how dark our brain is. Yeah. (laughs) Yours is light, nice and light. No, I mean, the the weird thing about, about me, and I think that gets me into probably a lot of trouble interpersonally, is that I just trust everyone. I want to trust everyone's a good person. And if they do something fucked up, yeah, and I th- I think that I used to think that, and then I think I got some particular life experiences where it was like, and I, and to a fault, I think like experiences with like sociopaths, say, really? or in your particular position where it's like you think people are good, but then you realize the definition of enabling, and so mm. like. That then I think I probably have overcorrected in certain ways, and I wish I had a little bit of the the light the light that you live in. Did you do you know sociopaths? Are sociopaths unicorns? Like are they a thing (laughs) that we all know and can identify but don't really exist? Do sociopaths know they're sociopaths? What was your sociopath experience? They don't, right? No, they think everyone's like them. No, they they think everyone's like them, and they also like there's like that. um, I think a defining factor is not ever being responsible for anything that they that happens or affects other they people. They don't care that, they that do. everyone is No, it's just never there. Like they never recognize that they are, are the commonality. In, huh. Like what happened? Was like did a guy sell you a car and he turned out to be a sociopath? No, 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 no. I dated one. Like my first no. big grand love of like 
end of high school into throughout college, like five years of my life. But I'm glad it was like a very total feeling of absolute love for sure. But I, you know, realized in retrospect, like, okay, there were patterns. And now looking back on that, there was, it was a definitely definite character type that I recognize instantaneously you everywhere do. I go. Why do you think you were drawn troublesome. to that? Everyone is. Oh, Everyone is. So? Okay. Oh, yeah. They they're, like? the they're very charming. Incredibly right? charming. Mm. They're incredibly charming. They're, you know, uh, forward and uh, aggressive earnest. in their... Er, yeah, earnest. They're, oh, that's one thing I say, I would say in terms of like male to female relationships, I would say the most defining factor is like if if one is a womanizer, they are truly in love or experiencing the sensation that they are in love with that individual at that time, but it just shifts tomorrow and then the next day and the next day. You know what I mean? So it's not it's like, like they're not in love and manipulating it. They're in love, but they can move it around as much as they want. Yeah. Huh. I think that, but that is a form of manipulation because it's not responsible yeah. to anyone else. Yeah. It's only Did responsible Did you ever call themselves. the guy on it? Were you ever like, hey, what's up? You're in my phone as sociopath. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I changed it to Sir Sos. Like, yeah. Did you ever confront a little bit? Well, a little bit. Well, no, the, the tragic thing about that person is that he became a full-blown drug addict over time and wow. sort of deteriorated into that in a way that's like, you almost don't see because we're now no longer in our 20s in your 20s it's like not recognizable as such as that decline where it's like it all sort of seems somewhat normal and then at the end of it where we are i am you know in my 30s it's like oh yeah you're still doing that thing that you've been doing in a way that is absolutely just like a a really fucked up existence Mm -hmm. are you still facebook friends um, we're still. I think we are still Facebook friends. Every once in a while, I, I get like a, a sort of AA or NA like apology, uh, like that. Like oh, you are. Step. What about? Do you have any crushes on anyone? Let's talk. Let's talk slumber party crushes. Seriously, do you have a crush or an internet crush? Even on an or an animated crush. Animated crush. Anim- Coach McGurk, home movies. I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. Delicious. Call me H. John Benjamin. Do you have a crush on someone or a I'm person? Trying to think. Even a Twitter crush. I'm trying to think, like, no real Twitter crush per se. I had a lot of professional crushes. Ooh. I, th- again, this is so tragic, but like, I, I, I think I rationalized my, once I started being able to psychoanalyze everybody around me that I was like, <laughs> oh, cr- crushes as adults. If you like somebody and they respond in kind, you date. Otherwise, what is the point? No, <laughs> so it's, that's just, so like, it's so rational. It sucks. But I mean, I've definitely had like adult, um, full blown crushes. Like I definitely can think of one person that is is like what I consider like I allow myself this like ideal. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, to crush on someone. I'm just like you're the ideal. Well, what is because you you're so level headed, but you're funny, and those things usually don't go together. You grew up like on a straight up commune, though. No, right? well, or no. what was your hip? Your parents were like hippies. They were crazy. Hip- like they when they first got married, they drove across the country in a VW bus out oh. to San Diego, and then they got this like little they lived on some friends plot at the end in the foothills of Auburn County and they built their first house by hand Jesus. and they had my brother they had me at home um and it was like I always joke that they only came out of the woods to look for work in the 80s because they were like broke you know they were just like <laughs> you can't sustain that lifestyle and then um then when they moved to San Francisco to get work 
They also then got this little plot of land called Sea View, and they built a little cabin up there by hand as well. And they have a lot of friends out there in the woods who still live in the woods. Does and your like, mom shave her armpits? Um, I don't think she does actually. I didn't think she doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck a lot of, about a lot of that, that stuff. What, what was it like? Did they grow up in super like uh, militant homes? Like my what? dad definitely grew up in so a militant he was home. Rebelling against it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, my mom's, my mom's home was militant in a different way. Her, I think her mother was militant in mm. her own, her own very Italian way. And, mm. um, yeah, I think that they were, uh, I had a weird amount of insight into my mom recently where like, I think she was like a middle child who felt like a black shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't realize that about your own parents that they have those uh, types of. My mom of... is the baby, and that's why she's yeah, really the way she is. Interesting. That's, that's Interesting. why she flirts with everyone. Janet. 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 Uh, I love that name. I, I know. Want it. Janet. I hey. want that haircut. <laughs> that's the haircut you're thinking of. Yeah. Emily, <laughs> pick one of these out of this purse, and Allie's gonna read it to you, and you have to answer it. It's a slumber, it's a slumber party, party question. Don't worry about it. Party quiz. Okay, I'll do a Roger Rabbit you? for y'all. Oh, wait, this we did this on our, we did we did this the last time we had a podcast, but we're going to do it because we picked it's it a good question. out of the hat and it's a great question. But what is the most embarrassing thing your family would find when cleaning out your house after you die? Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Shoot. This is, I feel like, ooh, okay. How I'll do we make, how do we make this fun? You, can pass. <laughs> you know. Mine would be journals. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely journals. Um... I guess it would honestly be a drawer full of dildos. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Hello Kitty vibrator. What's up? Pick another one. Okay. Dildo drawer. <laughs> I mean, it's not as like this cartoony as it sounds. This podcast it's, brought to you by the Pleasure Channel. But it is something that I would tell I, a guest to stay out of. <laughs> yeah. If you could not grow in the fourth drawer down, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's kind of a top drawer. It's <laughs> interesting. A top, top, shelf, top shelf. Top shelf. Do you have a secret talent? That's a what this thing says. Talent. Secret talent. Yeah, I can do it right now. I mean, it's not that big a deal. I do feel it. like anybody, I mean, not anybody, but. What is that? <laughs> You're just. Okay, can we. <laughs> She's putting her fist over her face and, like, just. Making the weirdest ones oh. I've ever heard in my life. You feel like Not everybody do does that? What is I, that. That was like a camp thing, I thought. Or at least it was my camp. Do it, Allie. I don't know what you did. There's a secret to it. What do you, Emily? Okay, so Emily put her fist up to her mouth and then Martian noises came out, and I don't understand life. What's <laughs> the secret? The secret is that it. there's a word that you say. What's the word? Girl. Girl. No. <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> but it needs tension. You need to like, like through the smallest little hole. Okay. No! It's no, crazy. it's fucking weird. You guys, I'm looking at it and it's fucking weird. <laughs> the other thing is, is we were um we had Pete Holmes on the podcast and he talked to us about transcendental meditation mantras, and maybe yeah. it's just that. <gasps> maybe that's your mantra. Like, 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 like. That's, that's creepy. Really, you learned that in camp? Yeah. Did you go to camp like on Neptune? <laughs> no, I went to a camp in Massachusetts, weirdly enough. Did you really? Was it Bible camp? No. Oh. It was like a weird my where I never got to go away to like sleep away camp we just didn't and then one year we got this thing in the mail and it was like sort of like 
collegiate academic camp at Wellesley College. And my mom was like, yeah, you can go to that. I got to here for two weeks. <laughs> I went to Jewish camp and my, uh, one of my, in my cabin was, um, was Zoe, uh, what was her name? Fonzie. Fonzie's daughter. The Fonzie's Zoe daughter. Fonzie? Oh yeah. yeah. Winkler. Zoe Winkler. Winkler. Sorry. And in my cabin was Zoe Winkler. And everyone wanted to make out with her because they could say that they made out with the Fonz's daughter. Mm, I bet. Yeah. So I made out with her. I made out with the Fonz. You no, did not. I didn't. I was like in sixth grade. For a minute, I was like, Ugh. hey. Wait, I have a question though. So you went. So you grew up with like hippie parents, and then like they were into academics. How did you get into comedy? Like, how did when did that start happening? Always well, that about you. Yeah, no, so I mean, fucking funny. Oh you're my, so good. <laughs> Emily, my mills, get hip to it. Yes. If you're not, which you are, because really you're listening to this stuff. No, um, I happen. Well, I just, uh, I, to be honest, I, 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 I got into acting first when I was in high school. I had always wanted to, but I, uh, the truth is, I, a lot of this like dark shit uh, that we brought up at the beginning of the, I was a very like troubled teenager. Really? Very deep, dark, tr- like running away from home. No. Like it was You're so sad. sad. No. I was so sad when I was like 14. And it was just, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. I think there was like a lot of, there were a lot of things going on, but, uh, the salvation was doing plays and doing drama. I used to be, I remember being in trouble all the time. I was always in trouble with my dean at high school. And then when I finally started doing plays, he, I think, was like this is big you know he was like this is gonna save us and so i would go and my the registrar sue the registrar at my at my uh high school she was her office like her window faced the waiting room of the dean's office so i was always sitting in the dean's office getting in trouble waiting to go in and she was my biggest fan she would like buy tickets the day they went on sale and he was she was it was very very sweet and i had a lot of like this sort of comic relief roles at the time and so i'd be sitting in that office waiting to go in and get suspended there were times where it was like it would have killed the show if i had been suspended that day and there was like all this stuff and and they both so but sue would always be sitting there like oh gee (laughs) watching me sit there ready to go in and get like either kicked out of school we hope not but you know wow um somehow surviving it and uh then i went to school college for acting and i think like there was a part of me that was like trying to i thought comedy came easy to me so then i was like i'm gonna really focus on getting in touch with my dramatic side and that actually was difficult at the time and then that became easy and then i wanted to kind of come back and i think by the time i started doing comedy for comedy's sake it was just like because i missed it so you're performancely talented is what you're saying. Performancely? Yep. I went with it. <laughs> I knew at the time I was saying that it was wrong, but I went with it. You can uh, really that on your resume. Um, put that on your resume and smoke it. I'm going to put a jo- Yeah. Georgia Hearts. Well, you guys just sold a show, so that's going to go a long way on my resume. Yep. <laughs> Have you guys yes. announced that yet? Should I? We kind of, we signed all the paperwork at our lawyer's office today. I love crazy. Yeah, this. It's super weird. Crazy. You guys. I know. It's really exciting. We're, we're going to just... have parties uh, on the show, so you should come to our... Oh, we're going to have a poker night. Will you come to the poker night? Oh, Thursday? absolutely. Okay, here, yeah. pick another one. I just won 15 bucks in Vegas last Shut week. Shut up. So. How'd you win it in Vegas? Um, roulette. 
And mm-hmm. uh, no, sorry, I won five bucks on roulette, then lost ten, then I went over to blackjack uh, at the request of the bride. It was the oh, bachelorette bachelorette party. She demanded, and then we went over to this table and bought in at fifteen dollars. I got seventeen. I asked for a hit, and the the dealer was like. You realize you have 17 on the table, right? And I was like, hit me. Get it? <laughs> she landed a four. Yeah, it was perfect. Oh she dropped, dropped a four. And we're <laughs> just like, wow. That's amazing. And then I go, can I cash out? She goes, yeah, you can cash out. <laughs> Guess it pays to be lucky. And like everyone at the table was like, fuck you. Yeah, get out of here. She fucked up their entire game. And I've learned that, that when you sit down at some blackjack table with a bunch of people, you're like, <laughs> like they all know what they're doing and you sitting down is fucking up their game that's they so stressful pissed. I know they they, it makes me want to hug everyone from behind to be like I'm so sorry and yeah. whisper that into their ear and then just kiss them right on the neck and Look, then you go yes. you get good at daiquiri yes. are you ready I for the next yes, question yes absolutely okay sometimes we do this on slumber party we talk about lady stuff mm. not vaginas mm. but do you have one beauty product or a DIY shit like you rub salt on your face I don't know do you have a thing <laughs> yeah like you what's do? your like you guys don't know about this you're like oh, there's this one thing you gotta get a hit but, to like I put mayonnaise in my hair and it makes my hair super soft seriously yeah yeah it smells awful I tried it once I smelled like a hoagie it was the worst thing that ever happened to me but it made my hair soft. interesting yeah I um I I do use the argan oil on pretty much everything I like that a lot I feel like that's a new thing. Um, I just keep it, I keep it above the. Do you put argan oil on your face? You put Moroccan oil on your goddamn face? Um, Under my eyes. Really? Yeah. I need, I feel like I need, I get really dehydrated. I feel like I need some kind of like, I I always feel like I'm working out a baseball glove or something. Like I need some (laughs) oil, you know, you want to keep that shit saturated. Yeah. Yeah. I knew some Um, people who, um, I knew some ladies in the 80s who used to tan with Penn's oil. Ooh. That is baby oil. Pens oil, though. No, that's are you kidding me? That's fucking Appalachian shit. They look terrible. That's why I kids. I feel like evolution gone awry. Yep, Mm. it's it's so wrong. Man and nature not okay. I have a question. Also, I have a question though. The other, well, yeah. When you buy like argan oil, Moroccan oil for your hair, can you use that on your body? Yeah, you, I buy one that's like skin quality, and okay. then I put it in. My, it's secondary for my hair. Like sometimes I use it on my hair, but okay. I do. I dab a little. The the pure vitamin E and the pure argan. I need like some oil sometimes. Like you know, okay. it's like a little treatment. It's kind of like what I I think is like homemade serum, basically. Yeah, I like the serums. Like and avocado oil and stuff. You can spend so much money. What do you, what's your other one? Um, just something that I learned. From being in the chair, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I had like people professionally doing my hair, I realized because I have curly hair, so all it takes is like one little curling iron and take a couple of the pieces that look frizzy and curl them, and then it looks like you did your fucking head. And the rest are just let them because we, Allie and I, both have curly hair as well. It really simplifies things. I had no idea it was that easy. It takes two seconds. I did not know that. Yeah, your hair is pretty fabulous. Oh, she's got a fabulous, just a sassy bob. (laughs) I've got a Leo's mane, as my mother would tell you. (laughs) Your hair is in between mine and Allie's, actually. In curl factor. I have to say, any boys listening out there who are like, moisturize. Boys, moisturize. Get your face You want to look good. Also, trim your nose hair, guys. George is really into trimming nose hair. Guys still trim their nose hair. You like to do it? No, I just want them to do it themselves. You know what's gross? Is if I'm dating someone, I want to clean their ears out. You do? Yeah, I want to get in there. 
That's a weird. I've never heard of that. I'm, I'm like, because, you know, sometimes they'll have like flaky skin or whatever. And it's like, huh. and you want to do it. I'm like, there's something let me help you wonderful with that. about that. It's kind of it's a really intimate because like you can suck anyone's D any time <laughs> of the day or night. Can you? But it takes a thing to be like, I'm going to Q-tip your ears. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, used to, stuff I used to give intimate. my ex-boyfriend um, a pedicure and it was incredibly satisfying. Okay, oh. I gave an ex-boyfriend an enema once. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut your face. Oh my God. Are you getting this? Oh Are you recording God. this? <laughs> Are you uh, second detail? It was in Florida. Oh, <laughs> of course okay. it was. Sure. It's where oh animas happen. Oh my God. Anima capital of the world, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't he give back? it to him himself? You know, I don't know. He'd never had one before. And... <sighs> in a bag I have what we had a great sex life though it was like a fucking anything goes kind of thing obviously it was like, it was like sure let's get an enema I'll administer that oh. what did he need it for I don't know it's a little backed, backed up, up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were mutually into this idea yeah like, I'm a little backed up oh you're a little backed oh, up are you tell me hurts you mind if I I never I never had ass sex with this guy this particular never with I his ass never with his or mine mm-hmm. but I mean I was like sure I'll oh, give you so it was like you just introduced the butthole as an enema thing not it was as too like medical a it, well, I, we didn't the have butt sex though it was just like it was like kind of adorable and cute and intimate I don't I know mean, I mean I'm okay with did it. the poop fall out no what happens is like you're like alright it's all up there see you in five minutes see you in five minutes let me know how it goes and then that you excuse is... yourself and then they excuse themselves. Deeply. I don't know, but we were we dated for like a couple of themselves. years, and it was hey. like. But it's one of those things where it's like if you really like someone, it's like kind of adorable. Yeah. Did you and feel it, like you were heightening your intimacy yeah, and your it was physical totally relationship? Super intimate. And if you, you were had a great sex life. You like, didn't then peak. And after. Okay, it wasn't I get it. Like, that's, oh, that it's shocking it. to hear that mm-hmm. and hilarious, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the weird thing is, is I'm like, I'm like kind of, I seem kind of shy and like I won't do karaoke and everything, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't sleep with a lot of different guys in between guys. But what if I'm sleeping with you? I'm sleeping with you. <laughs> yeah, like there's no bad. That's so satisfying though. Yeah. That's it's a, well, that's there's the nothing worse than like a terrible one night stand that's so regrettable and then it's embarrassing, right? And then you see them and you're like, uh, like ugh. Right. That's the worst. Yes. Want to pick another one? Now that we're on to enemas, I, have, I make the mistake of I'm really not, sorry. I not just not no, that stands. was amazing. You're really what? I said I'm. I'm really guilty of, or not guilty. No, that's a terrible. Wow. That's absolutely <laughs> not the word. I'm guilty I was of a lot for. of one night stands. Not, the opposite, where it's like not. It's not about one night stands. It's like you find someone that you know really well, and then you're like, uh, oh, this is safe. Safe. Well, you can't do that very often. No. I know. Because then you've slept with all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them. You cut it off at a certain point, then you're just dry for the rest of your life. Well, is it weird? Is and then it... if you like one, you can't sleep with them because you've slept with all of their friends. I'm sorry, what? Where are we going? No, is it weird, though, Emily? Because like, you're, a, you're like one of... There's not a lot of women in the comedy scene, which sucks, and it's terrible. You go to see improv shows, and it's like all guys, and then there, there's you in the middle of a rap battle, mm-hmm. like killing it. Which, by the way, Emily My Mills rap battles, oh, God. <laughs> fucking amazing. Get hip to it, UCLA. But um, is it weird for you being like, are you? Do you draw the line? Are you like, I've I know you professionally, that I won't date, or do you, are you like, ah, there's people I have crushes on, but we work together? No, I mean, I felt like really easy about it for a long time, and then it came to a point where it becomes a major consideration you know I think it's just time goes on and most lately I was my biggest problem is that like I'm of a certain age and everybody who seems to have legitimate 
um, interest at this point is they're all 28. Dude, there's so many 28 They're all 28. They come out of the woodwork. It's like some kind of like caveman. So many 28 Can I request that everyone become 35 immediately? Yeah, get on it. Get on the 35 tip quick. Where are the 35 year old guys? Are are their wives all pregnant? Are they walking in Silver Lake Reservoir with pregnant wives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of the ones that are like, well, I'm not fucking a stripper in the valley. I'm 28. Maybe I'll have a girlfriend, but yeah, it's weird. No, gross. but they but they'll be very like purposeful and like proactive. But they're twenty eight, and if they're twenty eight in their comics, I'm like, there's no fucking yeah, way. You don't, want, you don't want that. I mean, not even for fun. Nope, it's not. Fun. It's like because then you're. It's like a coworker. You know what I mean? Like what? You can't. This is a, this like, is a professional like situation. A, like, a, like you're babysitting or something, or it's like. Well, yeah, my joke is I'm always like, what are, you, you "What are you going to ride your skateboard over to my house and take me bowling?" <laughs> yeah, you're, I don't want to. You know what? I don't want to be. I don't want to be like the teacher. You know, like I, I don't want to. You have a paddle. <laughs> yeah, because I want to be spanked. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I want to be spanked. You need Allie. I want to be. I'm I'm busy right now. This just goes out on an echo, and that's the end of the the podcast. Is if you've ever dated a guy younger than you, if you try to do the math on whether or not you could have babysat him, it's like okay, if I were 15 and a goth, like I dated a guy who's nine years younger than me, you would have been six. Oh, I would have been a goth girl giving you a bath. Oh, yeah, so gross. What am I a brat to me? But guess what? You're still a brat. Oh, I'm dating you. I yeah. I would have like, oh, in a way, I think that that's a little bit of it. Like why there's there's, I think, a uh, functionality of like fertility and all of that. There's a biological functionality yeah. to the to the 28 year olds that come out of the woodwork when you're in your mid 30s. But I think that's a little bit of it. That's like the fantasy becomes a reality. You were the distance of age between me Ew. when we were Gross. when we were babysitters, and I wanted to fuck the shit out of you Ew. when I was a yeah. little pecker. You were the coolest thing I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and I watched you and your boyfriend make out on the couch when you thought I was asleep, and now I get to make out with you. Oh, you know what I did? So One thing I did learn uh, is that. Um, <laughs> Go on. Ask this question. <laughs> One thing Georgia terrible. learned is that when your parents are older, when you are an infant, you will be attracted to older guys Thank you, or Allie. women. Is that true? Yes. <gasps> so my dad and mom were like 35 when they had me, and I like older dudes. Mm-hmm. And Allie, you like younger dudes. I, I like them green bananas. Gross. <laughs> it's really nasty. I like them bruised oh, and Oh, man. I wish tattered. I could. Yeah, you're like, a, you're like a black banana. Let's make banana yeah, bread. Like and if I'm like, one of your oh, parents shit, are dead, sorry. like, let's, we're, it's on. I can't handle it. I like younger dudes. I can't. I, it's weird and awful. But this, the thing that you pulled out of the hat that I never read was ghost story. <laughs> Yay! Do you have a ghost story? story. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you have ghost stories? Uh, like a real one? Yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah. <gasps> I do. Oh Don't tell us like the plot of like Insidious or something. No, 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 no Emily's no, 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 face no, no. just got when real. I said, when, you, when I said ghost real one, I meant like one for the campfire, like one of those, or a oh, real one. Like, no, your, like a real, real ghost story. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Uh, I used I used to work at the Standard Hotel on Sunset, and that's like known to be uh, haunted. I guess it was like it was an old folks' home for a long time. It was the Thunderbird Motel, and then wow. it was and then it was a convalescent home. And the office that I worked in, I was a food and beverage manager in our food and beverage office downstairs. In the parking garage was um, used to be the morgue. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So because in a convalescent home, you. When someone dies of natural causes, there's no reason for an autopsy, so they just roll them downstairs and they keep them on ice until oh. the funeral. There's no well, need to take them out chill, to a medical facility. Literally. They chill like in our stocking cage, oh, like literally. Does it smell? 
Oh, no. I mean, it had been totally read that. Like, I don't even think that the room was the same okay. room or partitions or whatever. And so, um, but it, it was known, I guess, that spirits roamed the halls. And I, I didn't really have a particular absolute belief. I wanted to, but I was always looking for signs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, there were a couple of things that happened where I started to realized that there was activity for sure um there was one incident where i came in and like all the night guys were in the office going oh my god you gotta look at this you gotta look at this what? holy shit and they've been calling their parents in texas and they were freaking out and like the water cooler was like being expulsive in a way that was like seemed like it was sort of community like a, in a rhythm that was communicate i don't know how to explain it. like the water when it was um sort of vi- not vibrating but uh swishing back and forth like between hot and cold hot and cold no in the water cooler in the actual oh. tub it was like it would e- explode a little bit with a bubble and then the way that it would rock back and forth never seemed to slow in propulsion if that makes any sense so yeah. it was like just this ticking almost in its velocity right yeah. so tick, tick 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 and tick, it wouldn't tick, stop tick. it wouldn't slow like it would wow. not slow. It was a very strange. And then I had an experience one day upstairs in the caf- in the cafe. I went to the bathroom and I had this giant key ring, this manager key ring that had tons of keys on it. And I sat down and I put it on the purse hook. And the same thing happened where like, this is where I started to believe in ghosts, where it was like more so I believe that there is a possibility that entities could move, you know, energetically move things and try to communicate. I mean, I don't, I didn't see any part. So this, this was happening with that key ring. What do you mean? Sort of, what was same thing was tick 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 the Holy velocity of it is swaying back and forth and it never slowed like it just i sat there and i watched it for so long that Holy i finally got freaked shit. out and i grabbed it <gasps> and then when i walked out there was a woman sitting at table one and she had these like deep gazy blue eyes and she was very ethereal and she's sort of looking around and i had already noticed her before i went in and she goes the spirits are very active today aren't they <gasps> She was that lady. Like, she was the lady that fucking would have been saying that. She was the poltergeist smidget. Was. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. It was Shit. unbelievable. And and, there, and so, to me, like, I didn't, I never saw a figure, but there was always talk of that. But it was, that was more, to me, I think, like, uh, in terms of physics, mm-hmm. made too much sense. Like, there you don't was something that actually. You were human, but you were, you were expecting, like, some weird sign. Yeah, that it was like, oh, I'm bending your your laws of physics right now yeah. to communicate in some way. That's and that, that was activity cool. enough for me to be... So, I guess in terms of my who's, logic... Who's the woman? I don't know. It's almost creepier than like... Yeah. yeah, I mean, because I guess it all boils down to like doors and windows and all that stuff. But when it becomes inexplicable or unexplainable, then things are just moving i feel like there is potential when i was a kid yeah Yeah. there's potential for that being a form of communication that it's just sort of bending our laws of physics and i I think that makes so much more sense is like than other than like here i am or it's like i can do this little thing you know when i was when i was like four or five i was lying in bed at night and i had like the the closets that you know you uh they were on tracks and you moved them and I was just, I was always an insomniac and I was laying there staring at the closet and then one of them opened. <laughs> Shut. And that's, and then I, I froze and then I ran into my parents' bedroom and, and then I saw a couple other things in my life, but that's that real terror. That's, that's real terror. Terrifying. I don't know if I believe it though. 
do you think well, do you have a sibling you? was there someone in your closet yeah I mean, no she was what's sleeping worse? no i have siblings but and i we didn't have animals or anything like that it opened on its own <gasps> like just a, like a good foot but like not slowly it moved open a foot <gasps> but i don't but it, that could have been my imagination Wow. But I remember it very, very clearly. Oh, if you had a vi- like it was vivid for you. Yeah, because I, I had to run when I I went to my parents' bedroom and I had to run by the closet to get to my parents' bedroom, which is why it took me so long to get out of bed. And that was like I felt like something was chasing me. It was like the most terrifying. But you don't in believe life. in ghosts. Uh no. Have you ever had any other experience like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Others, yeah. See, George's had like well, ten ghost encounters and doesn't believe in them. I've had like none, and I'm like, oh hell yes. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed at night alone thinking that that's a thing. Oh, because you're so to. afraid of real murderers. Yeah, well, that makes more sense. Well, that's to me. a way to contain it. I think probably is if you've experienced. This is why I don't like horror movies, which I think is different. It's it's uncontained. It's like I experience enough stress. And what I suspect and what I like imagine to be possible in day to day life that yeah. like I don't want to go be stressed out. And it becomes very visceral, like watching the something like The Strangers. I don't know if you've seen oh, that movie. The one with the, that they had the bags on their head. And it's the like semi realistic. It's not even like a ghosty thing. It's just like a yeah. f- I'm it was it's too fucking scary for me i cannot and i feel like I am a lot of that so... stuff is is like i've heard so many people who believe in ghosts say that if you're scared of it it's gonna happen to you you know what i mean like if you believe in it it's gonna happen i don't know you're like willing it to happen well there, i do think there's a little bit of sensitivity that right. makes you available to like i mean i kind of i feel the same way about psychics like mm-hmm. i don't straight up believe that people are walking around like the things that people claim to be able to do and read and interpret i don't necessarily believe i think it's a lot of junk smoke and mirrors or whatever well, it's but a lot of the other person being open to it and wanting it to happen wanting it, sure absolutely i think it's like anything else it's something that can be mined and and, and sort of prostituted, you know, yeah. but the, what I do think is real in the same, in both veins of the metaphysical and the sort of psycho, uh, what, what would you call it? Um, the psychic, the psychic and, you know, psychically interpretive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about honing. I think some people mm-hmm. have the ability to sort of like less, maybe a less active right brain yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and so that they're able to sort of like permeate the dimensions a little bit. Yeah. Here's well, my I theory. That, well, here's my theory. I think if you don't believe in them, they're going to fuck with your shit. No, here's what Exhibit I Exhibit A, Georgia Hardstark. <laughs> and me, I believe in them you so much. You just flip the theory. They don't yeah. even care about you. Yeah. Here's and then they're I like, say, it's like, all right, like, we got her. I just thought of this, that <laughs> the times that anything has ever happened to me in my life, I've been really unhappy and unstable in my life. And the more happy I am in my life and the more comfortable I am in my environment the less I'm scared of it and it nothing happens when I, when all that shit happened to me when I was a kid it was well, when fear my parents were divorcing fear. And, be, yeah. and my you know and I was living alone and with my family and and my mom was gone all the time it's like it that sh- that happened then it well then yeah no but we can go even further and say is anything real beyond what we construct in the human mind like do nothing you, you no know, I like a fear fear believe. perpetuates itself yeah. we and can do so... anything we want with our fucking minds and we don't and to that end, they the same, you know, the same way they develop, um, you know, space programs or or even like medical science. It's like take the smartest, most educated people 
scientifically or phys- you know, in, in uh, theoretical physics or whatever else and put them in a room and create a think tank or some kind of environment where you, I think that's actually happening where somebody is like privately funded a think tank just for people to come together, the most educated people to come together and imagine on a sci-fi level what is possible what just like of. dream because that's always what brings along if it, if you can conceive of it it's possible well i've actually heard this in the similar <clears throat> and i totally think that's amazing but i've also heard that people get into a room and think tanks and and pers- and imagine the worst possible outcome like a plane flying into the world trade center because if you imagine that it could happen it's less likely to happen weird really yeah so weird. in this in the same way where it's like if i don't believe it's if i but if you believe, but either of things, those things could be true depending on what you believe. Right. <laughs> so it just eats itself. This is where I, why I'm in therapy. I just I can't <laughs> fucking my brain turns inside out constantly. I love it, but I love that somebody. We get to be like, yeah, well, somebody recently ju- just like it was a joke I saw on stage, and I wish I could credit it to the person, but I can't. But it was like I spent the last year in such this like intense existential crisis and like turmoil, and just and, and the anxiety. I mean, it was like a big transition year or whatever, but. Somebody said on stage recently, like, I don't know where I read it, but somebody said, yeah, I had an existential crisis once, too. And then I turned 16 and I got over it. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, why does it continue for me? I don't know. It's always I it's funny. I think when before I had to pay my own health insurance and car insurance and um and just cell phone bills i had so much more time to devote to whether or not i really existed (laughs) and now i'm like i really do because (laughs) i'd be in a shit ton of trouble if my debit card disappeared (laughs) you know what i mean like all the the only thing that matters about my entire existence is my debit card and that's like so i used to worry about my soul and now i'm like oh shit what's my chase account like because like you can't function but but that's comforting, though. Is I mean, it? that's comforting that that yeah, because that's tangible. Mm-hmm. And if you're still like kind of doing this, like these acrobatics of what do things mean, and and that's not to say that like I personally didn't go through some kind of like very specific journey in the last year. And sometimes you come across those moments in life, and you have to like you know entertain that like journey or whatever it is. But there's also having been through that recently I'm like yeah there's something really nice about being like oh, I'm just gonna worry about my it's like uh, having your feet on the ground my mail yeah. yeah yeah I have so much mail I've gotta go through <laughs> you guys I just opened up a Christmas card for my aunt there was a oh. check in it oh shit oh yeah what? that did you not didn't send thank her, her for did not thank her for that yet just cashed it should we do one more and then <laughs> we could do fuck that let's do one more and then okay, we'll do fuck that one more Emily let's get fucking existential eggs did we um, get an existential omelet up in here my, let's I'm get gonna, ovulation can I say really quick yeah. the short version of what I learned this week yeah, yeah. it's just that uh I decided this week that this is the week that for the rest of my life I'm flossing every day. <gasps> you absolutely have to shake floss. on that. No, but I, I mean I floss, but like mm. it wasn't every day. I don't either. But now it's Why now? forever. Just because it's time. I mean, it's time All because it's- I went to the dentist and I do. I still don't have any cavities. I think that's crazy. So I feel like the least I can do. I think they're hereditary. Is floss. Yeah, they must be. I think I floss every day because when I look at the shit that comes out from between my teeth, yeah, I'm like. Nope. Yeah. Gotta get that out. Every day. So it's kind of, but then again, if you're in a bad place and like your car is a mess and there's like empty water bottles in it and you're just in one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta thank my aunt for that Christmas check, <laughs> for example. 
then you're less likely to take care of yourself. But when you're on a good path, when you're like, I don't deserve plaque in between my molars, then you're oh, going to yeah. floss the shit well, out it's of right. It's habit. It's something that like I think people are afraid to start the habit for some reason, like it, that you won't be able to maintain it if you begin to attempt it as far as like the daily. The daily. You don't want to rise to daily and then fall the weekly. Yes, 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 exactly. Wait, do you have contacts, Lens? No, no. No one here has uh, I don't know if I Dustin or our nope. engineer does. But when you have contact lenses, it adds a whole new dimension to getting ready for bed yeah, that just that. sucks so much yes. dick. Because then you're like, I got to take my eye makeup. And then you add flossing to that, but you, you got to do it. You, you ready for do the next, it. You ready for the next summer yeah. party question? Yeah. Uh, ready. Um, I hate this one. Let's do another one. Okay. okay. Which one is it? Tell me. It's light as a feather. What's a diet tip? Nah. That sucks. <laughs> That's like a joke one that we do. Ali's <laughs> picking one for Yeah, if we're on a, on, for on a lighter, more feathery. I like this question. Okay. We've never asked this before. Oh, What's cool. the favorite thing about yourself? That's I mean, a weird that's question. A We've question. never asked this I on the Slumber Party podcast. Do you have a favorite thing about yourself? I like your boobs right now. Your oh, boobs great. are pretty great. I've got yeah. <laughs> That shirt is... It's Twitter is it, at Emily it? Maya Mills. Look her up on Instagram. Doing you favors. Yeah, your boobs are great. Um, should we twit pick this dick pick? Dick hey, pick? Hey. Should I dick pick my twit tits? <laughs> a tit pick. Tit pick your... You got it. My dick tits. <laughs> dick, t- dick tits are what I call a transvestite with boobs. Can you put it on Instagram? I mean, a, a, a Instagram. Transgen- Get an Instagram. It's Instagram only for <clears throat> boob pics. What's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, does it should it be physical? No, no, no anything. No. You <laughs> your resolve. You can I, Portuguese. I don't know. Yeah, no. I th- I I think my my favorite thing is that. Um, I don't know. I guess I've been lately kind of discovering that I have these like really high functioning peak moments where I have I have like this hyper focus ability. And so what I get so upset about about myself is like when I'm in the the low, which is not super high functioning and I can be spacey and a spaz and all this stuff. Something I admire I've learned to admire about my mom is that she also, too, is like super high functioning and, and in this big picture way where. Um, that's something that I guess that I enjoy about myself is that even though the lows can be like spazzy and like dysfunctional or whatever, the high functioning form of the way that my brain works, I think I, I really enjoy it. I think it's, you get shit done. Fucking awesome. Yeah. You're smarty pants. I like that about Well, you. yeah. I mean, but in a weird way, not in like a detailed way, but in a big picture way. You're an articulate smarty pants. I like that about you. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Emily Maya Mills. <laughs> That's true. Georgia, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, Love you guys. This is really beautiful. I like... <laughs> this is gorgeous. I like my boobs. Uh, no, I, they're not. I, I love them. I think... Take uh, one out. I like my sarcastic sense of humor that I have with myself. That when I observe things, like I still joke with myself about them. You know what I mean? Like I, I like... I like that I try to amuse myself. I love that. Despite That's right, you have an inherent snark. Your hard snark. Yeah, your hard snark. Money should have fallen from the sky. Wow, Ali, you just when won. you said that you won everything. <gasps> That's what I like about myself. What do you like about yourself? Then I just said hard snark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. I always try to make myself amused and laugh even though there's absolutely no point to do that it's still thank god because otherwise you just fear serial killers (laughs) (laughs) that'd be it that'd be it and i'd be bad at math 
those are the <laughs> those are the two defining things of myself. God, I'm with you. I'm on the heart snark train. <laughs> Ellie, what's yours? Um, I think I like the parts about myself that are really masculine. Is that mm, weird? No, no. I, know. I, I like that. I like that. I wanted. I love chopping wood and going camping and um and sometimes getting you know being a hard ass and getting shit done when i need to in a way that's not demure like so giving I, people enemas like giving people fucking enemas <laughs> you need to no but there's i think the things about me that i that i like are like that i like bugs and tools shit like that you like I that you're that. not a girly girl i'm not much not 100 percent, but like a, you it's have funny, all of that woman yeah, yeah you i don't have, know i think if someone saw me from if you had to do a google image image search you'd be like ugh toddlers and tiaras because it's all like curled red hair and flouncy dresses. <laughs> I feel dresses. like you rebel against that a lot. Well, I've always been like that though. I've always been like, like I used to ask my biology teachers for extra owl pellets because I wanted to dissect them and put them back together. It was Amazing. Gross. Skeleton, I don't know. But so yeah, I guess you, the tomboy. Yeah, level and well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually Got a huge heard... dick, you guys. Yeah, gigantic. <laughs> Get that dick pic on that twit tits. Hey. Um, I've heard or read before that you can actually or that people who are successful in business or successful in life tend to have attributes of both that, that are both alpha and beta. Like somehow, I don't know exactly That's how it breaks down, yeah. breaks down because, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you can communicate on levels that, you know, there's not a level that is foreign to you. Because you know what that sounds like to me is just being empathetic to yeah. all sides. And I feel like that's probably a really good attribute to have if you're going to be successful. Yeah. Being powerful but empathetic is probably a good combo. Awesome. Yeah. Not combo. not that of a sociopath. Or a psychopath. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious about that. Okay, let's get to fuck that. Okay. Fuck that is a thing we do where it's like a thing that you love so much you want to fuck that. And then something else that you hate so much you're like, fuck that. Anything. Ooh. What's the thing that you hate? Like you're like, Fuck that. You know what? Fuck that. It can be a senator. It can be, it can be people parking. not it can be people standing on an escalator and not walking. I'll tell you what later. God damn it. That's a good point, Georgia. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. I hate those people. No, go what? My fuck that? Can I tell you what my fuck yeah, that is? Yeah, please. You know what? If you're a public park and it's daytime, why the fuck are your bathrooms closed? What? I'm Silver Lake Reservoir? I'm jogging Silver Lake Reservoir. It's Sunday. It's 3 <laughs> fucking p.m. Services. You're, the the dogs can taxes. piss anywhere. The dogs can piss anywhere. The kids can piss in their pants. You know who can't piss? Fucking adults who pay taxes right now. Yeah. I have to piss so bad. I'm on lap two. I had a latte at brunch. Where am I supposed to empty this bladder? It's and then I'm like, you know what? I guess I'll only do one lap. Well, you know my, oh, no. you know my cousin. You could just knock on my cousin's door. He lives. I do know so your cousin. Really I I jog past your cousin and I see him on his computer sometimes in his home. His I would okay. like to meet your cousin. Shut Can up. I whiz on your lawn? Anyway, what's the thing that you hate? Um, I absolutely hate that baggers automatically bag. Well, it's not their fault. <laughs> the plastic bag that there's an automatic there's an automation or an automaticness to bagging with a fucking everything like a one single fucking oh, greeting card like, I'm gonna or put like, your, like your, your like window spray but I just one. realized that it's displaced because just last night a woman said and I was like I was getting one bottle of water and she starts to slowly bag it, and I was like I don't need a bag I, I'm constantly like I don't I don't I don't need a bag I don't need a bag about anything I'll take five items I don't care as long as they fit in my hands and I can get them to the car I don't care but she was like I, I never know because it, like you some people say I don't want a bag and then if you don't get a bag because it's just like a greeting card they're like need a bag and yeah, I'm like get those are the people those people who need a bag for oh. their greeting card should just be shoved into the landfills themselves as, as someone who used to, I used to be a checker when I was like 19 I was a checker at like at like 
uh, like a Whole Foods type store. And those <laughs> What's people, a Whole Foods type store? It was called Wild Oats in oh, LA and Santa yeah, Monica. Yeah. And it was like the fucking crazy, like people would eat, scream at you, like, don't scan my food. Like they don't want you to scan their food. Oh. Like, because they think the lasers from, I'm not even kidding oh you. Oh my God. And they would, but they would yell it rudely at you instead of saying like, I don't need a bag for my card. Oh, can I get a bag for my card? Mm-hmm. Oh. They think that you're a stupid idiot mm-hmm. because you didn't put their bag and their card in a bag or they, yeah. because you tried to scan their can of kidney beans right like Bitches. I fucking hate that and the, the, uh, is that your hate too is that's that your double I get it I'm do you like, have a fuck that that's it do you have a fuck uh, that you like oh fuck yeah you go what do you what's yours I'm gonna go for a nice and easy number 110 it's a shade of auburn I enjoy I use it on my own head it gives oh. me cancer all over my head and face. <laughs> all over my body inside and out but it costs Six dollars. Nice. Yeah. I do my damn color myself. It's gorgeous. Right. Gorgeous. I've got red. Ain't easy. It's fine. It's a, I. I buy it at the drugstore. Life is easy. What's yours? Um. This is gonna sound very cliche. I'm a single woman and in my thirties. I fuck that little dog of mine. I will fuck that Your dog. dog is I will fucking ridiculous. I will put a fucking top hat and a tuxedo on that dog and marry him on a beach. You have a really great dog. He's amazing. What kind of dog is it? I don't know your dog. He's Jack Russell and Chihuahua, but he's like not at either of those things. He's this like a cat. He's, he's an like old soul thing. He just wants to he's an angel. You don't mind picking up the poop? I don't. Not his. <laughs> not his. You don't mind giving the animal? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, when you love not something. Him. When you Touché. love shit. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got a good a good dog for sure. He's a he's a hell of a man. Did you say what your fuck that yes is, Georgia? Um, Come on, wrap it up. This better I'm be trying, a good one. I'm trying. Oh, my God. Emily, so my mills just drank the rest of my wine so spritzer. Shit's happening. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, fuck yeah, the fact that uh, next week we get to go dress shopping for our TV show oh. and we get money for that, that someone else is paying for our dresses. And I'm really excited about that. And I know, Allie, but the tomboy inside of you hates that we're getting money for dresses and you have this look on your face. I'm okay with the dresses. I love shopping. Georgia loves shopping. I see it as a task. We no. have to leave you some dresses. Beautiful. Georgia Georgia does love it. I'm like, I, I like that I'm getting, I'm crossing a thing off my list. Mm-hmm. But I feel I'm not like, like, put me in a thing. As that the I youngest of at. three. And three. I know, but um, a couple of, one of them is a boy and the cousins and we were poor. So I got all the hand-me-downs. Mm. I love going shopping and getting my own fucking clothes. Yeah, but we're buying mm. uh, used clothing. So it's still a dead lady's dress, but it's like from 1954. <laughs> so it's I don't fun. care. As long as it's not my cousin Mitchie's like Adidas sweatsuit from like 73 and it doesn't fit me correctly. You know what I'm going to do? What? You're going to try and dress and I'm going to pop up behind you and go, the spirits are active. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that lady was wearing that dress. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. On that right. note, the, the spirits in the slumber party are active tonight. They're oh, active. We're going to all go get a drink to toast to that. Oh, what it's Friday. It's not haunted. I'm I promise so you. There's no such thing. Emily My Mills, we can find you at UCB on the 19th. Yeah, March 19th. I'm doing my one woman show called what? God Hates Figs. Oh my God. I oh, love it. God Hates Figs, you guys. Also, Emily My Mills is on Twitter, and if you're not following her, I feel bad for you. So correct that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Emily My Mills, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so yeah, much for having me. We adore this you. Is the best. We're gonna freeze your underpants. Let's all yeah. curl up and uh, hug each other. Let's hug ghost stories, fake ones. Yeah. Tickle party. Ew. What? 
Enema party. What did I say? Tickle party. I can't remember. <laughs> Which one's gross? I don't know. All are all them. gross. <laughs> well, they're put, they're put together, so it's just the grossest. Enema train. <laughs> Go to feralaudio.com and listen to all the awesome podcasts, but especially ours, because it's the best. Sorry. <laughs> love you, Chelsea Brady, but ours. I love you. Bye. They just listen to ours, though. So. I know. You There's know more, I mean? though. Okay. okay. That's true. Bye.